Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, Ram Nation. Welcome back to DNBR Rams Live presented by High Plains Strains, the Northeastern Colorado dispensary providing top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. If you give them a visit, be sure to mention DNBR to take advantage of their deals. It's been a rough two-game stretch for CSU. You know, they were riding high, 13-1, and had a lot of positive traction nationally, uh, potential to play their way into the top 10 even. And uh, unfortunately, you know, the Rams fall at Utah State and Boise State. The benefit is metric-wise, you know, it's not too bad, and we're going to kind of talk about the whole league today. Uh, but I guess just first things first, Dre, I thank you for being here, but also... Always, man. What's your kind of reaction to this? And, you know, I mean, we, we talked a lot about how deep the league is. And then when that reality, yeah. you know, kind of hits you yeah, in the face, right. I think a lot of people are surprised, but it, that's it's exactly a great right. league. Yeah, it's a great league. It's a deep league. There are a lot of hostile environments to go to. Boise's fans really brought it. Uh, great turnout. And I mean, Logan, we know how hard that was. Weren't you? That's a, that would have been a Q1 win, right? Yeah. And they start off hot against Utah State. They honestly, they had nice leads early on in both those games. Um, and I just feel like, uh, you know, the strength of this team isn't necessarily that they can outshoot any opponent, you know, just get into a shootout and go for it. It's that, as I've said a bunch of times, they have a lot of different offensive hubs, a lot of different offensive weapons, guys that can create for themselves and for others. And they're deep in that sense. And if you can rely on that and get consistently more good shots, they're going to win more games than they lose. And Boise kind of in a tough, grinded out, just half-court battle, just made more tough shots, which is what's going to happen sometimes on the road. Like the home team is going to be a, a, a smidge more comfortable. They're, you know, and their their star players are going to make tough shots. And their uh, role players are going to make those open shots that maybe your guys don't make. And that's kind of what happened. Um, and then Utah State, I don't know, credit where credit's due. Ojale just kind of took over. Osabori, at, yeah. Osabori, I'm sorry. Um, at the end of the game. And that was that, you know, tough fought. Yeah, I, I thought they kind of let both teams dictate the tone and the pace, um, which yeah. is an area where the Rams, you know, they're great in transition. One thing, and I pointed this out in an area they're doing well. They've given up two total fast break points in the last two games. So that's they're getting crazy, back on man. defense. They've turned the ball over too much. You know, that's definitely an area that they need to be yeah. better. Yeah. Um, they, they, over the last, they've had 38 over the last three games, 12.6 per game. They averaged about 9.9 and, you know, non-con. And that's against some good defenses too. So they're up about three per game there. Yeah. You got to get back to like single digits. Um, to their credit, though, they're getting back. You know, it's not pick sixes. And that was one of the things Medved actually talked about against New Mexico. He's like, you know, we had 15 turnovers, but we didn't let it kill us. So I, I don't think it's like an issue where you need to be worried about 
schematically what this team is doing defensively oh, or offensively. The shot selection is fine. Yep. I- I'm right there with you. Boise hit a couple of more tough shots. I mean, they they held the Broncos to 39% from the floor, 33% from deep. It's mm-hmm. not like they went off less than 70 points in their own building. That's yeah. winning basketball. Yeah. CSU just couldn't do enough offensively. And unfortunately, Andrew Meadow, true freshman with the Rex Specs, hits three just really tough threes. All really of them were tough, pretty well yeah. defended. Really tough. And then they hit some open shots that the Rams couldn't make. Boise, I thought the difference was, you know, the, those shots down low and drawing fouls down low. Yeah. I thought the Rams were really good early on committing to let's get those touches down at the rim. And they drew a bunch. Of, it felt like they were drawing a lot of fouls. Maybe not a ton of free throws, but a lot of fouls down low and making some shots. And as Scott missed some free throws and wasn't making some of those bunnies down low. And I mean, bunnies, you know, tough contested, like grinded out uh, low post shots, but still his kinds of shots. He's capable of making them. We saw it early on in yeah. the year. He's he's certainly been cold for like five, six mm-hmm. games now. He still brings it defensively, which you love. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm with you. The disparity in free throws has been an issue. Um, that was a big one down the stretch against Boise. Big, yeah, I mean, you've given up 23 free throws in back-to-back games. Yeah. You only get to the line for 10. And while I think, you know, some of the calls are, are probably going to benefit the home crowd in a home environment, you know, in a hostile environment, that's human nature with officials. It's not some grand, you know, conspiracy. They're just, frankly, a lot of them are kind of incompetent. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the Rams also got to do a better job of, like I said, like setting that tone, forcing their will, getting drawing contact, getting the yeah. line. And when they get there... They also got to hit their free throws, man, because yep. they, they've had uh, their 10 of 21 over in those two losses. That's 50%. Isaiah's missing free throws. They're far too polished an offensive team to not be shooting better from the stripe. No, Just it, period, man. Guys that have all shot really well, 75% plus, 80% plus with a couple mm-hmm. of these guys, Stevens and Cartier, you know, or those are guys that can shoot 90% under yeah. the right circumstances. Yeah. Well, and I like what you said about dictating the pace. Mm-hmm. And... When you have a quarterback like Isaiah Stevens running your unit, you need to flip that on your opponent more often. You need to flip being able to dictate the pace. Honestly, I thought they were pretty comfortable playing at that pace against Boise, and we're kind of like, you know, we're just going to out-execute them in the half court, and the end of the first kind of got them. Well, it's kind of the classic Jokic dilemma, right? And Where it's there, he's so great because he's unselfish, and he's such a you know, team first player. He mm-hmm. wants to facilitate by like his core. Like naturally, that's totally. what comes to him. But he's also such a skilled scorer. There are those instances where it's like, we need you to go into that Zay mode that dropped 36 against UNLV. And he did it late against Utah State. It was just a little too late. Yeah. And I, I want to be careful of how I phrase this because I don't want it to seem like he's been so impressive. He's 50% from the floor, 50% yeah. from three point range, yeah. averaging 18 points a game in league play. Like he's, Zay is doing everything you want, but yeah. there are a few times I would like to see him and Nick Clifford, another guy who yeah. can get yeah. to the rim effortlessly. And yeah. we're, we've seen it. You know, his numbers are great right now. Um, yeah, he stood out in conference. Uh, yeah, he needs to attack, though, because guys can't stay in front of him. No, you're right. And I mean, geez, I, I think it stood out. Maybe the lack of length defensively for the Rams down low. Um, at times, a li- second half, just because Bo- Boise was pretty good about just pounding it down there, getting free throws, getting Dagenhart's a monster. Yeah, a hundred. I mean, you know, credit where credits due. 
But you could get away with going at the rim a little more as well. Well, that's what I mean. Like, they got to force it. They, yeah. Yes, you only had 10 free throws. Like, you're not putting yourself in a position yeah. to draw fouls in the first place. And, you know, I, I think this team, they're so used to it functioning well. And you, they want to share the ball. And they're used to knocking down these shots. And then, you know, all of a sudden, some of those shots don't fall. And you, you got to credit Utah State and Boise State, two quality defenses. They're playing physical on-ball defense. It's not like, you know, they're just playing some some slops out there. Of course. But I, I, I've sensed some hesitancy at times, just when the shots aren't falling, guys aren't looking to drive instead. And that was the thing that was so great early on and kind of going back to what you said at the beginning, this is a good shooting team. I wouldn't say it's a great three-point right. shooting team. That's right. It's a good three-point mm-hmm. shooting team. And you you hit those threes to open up the driving lanes so you can yeah. play inside out. So you can get those post opportunities and backdoor cuts for Neek and, or just situations where you put it on the floor and drive because... You know, Isaiah, Neek, if those guys drive more times than not, worst case, you're going to get fouled. Like, yeah, you might have a turnover every now and then, but they're so heady that it's like, if a guy's open, they'll kick it out. They'll make the right Right. play, but force the issue a little bit. They're a good shooting team who, when the way they can create great shots can be a great shooting team, but it's all within the context of the good shots they're able to create within this really awesome offense. They've gone away from that. Do you remember you 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 gave it to me last week on my biggest takeaway? And I said, after the New Mexico win, I said, I hate to go negative because obviously this has been so great. But that first half where we had a first half spread on the Rams, so maybe a little a little more invested than we typically would be. There was a smidge hesitancy offensively, too happy to run the Princeton offense, passing it kind of lateral back passes, you know, not enough guys like taking the shot or driving to the rim. And I think we've seen that as kind of a theme in conference play. And, you know, we, we got in the weeds a second on some of this stuff to go a little more broad picture. It has felt a tad like the first two months this team in non-conference was in, I'm going to show you we're a top 20, top 15, top 10 team mode. And now it's switched where in conference play, like we're the hunted. Yeah. We're having to maintain that knowing we're going on some tough, uh, tough opponents, tough road matchups. And there's been some hesitancy from those role players, which when those guys are on and the depth really shines of this team, especially offensively, they're, they're a spectacular group. When there's that hesitancy, it's a little different, you know? I'm with you, man. I think it's just top to bottom. And I do think some of it is the fact that they've played three quality defenses in conference play, all with guys that have, you know, quality guards that are, you know, going to give Isaiah some troubles. He's had an uncharacteristic amount of turnovers here to begin league play. Mm -hmm. Not worried about it at all. He's going to get it going. And it's it's just the balls in his hands so much. It's going to happen. And I mean, Justin, we... I think we said it on the show a month ago when we were looking ahead at this early conference slate. Like... This early conference stretch was going to be like a, a, you know. It's tough, man. It's a tough stretch. But like, welcome welcome to what it's like to be a, a ranked team and be in an awesome conference. Like, that's just yeah. the deal. Well, it's fun. It's going to even out is the thing that I think people need to also focus on. Like, everyone has to make these same road trips. And they're going to be just as challenging for everyone. I don't think anybody is going to win this league without originally I said at least three losses. I think it's going to be at least four losses, maybe even the first five loss champ ever, just because the, there was ever a time the parity at the like top. A, it's, yeah. 
It's going to be interesting. And actually, you know, now there's some buzz for potentially six bids for the Mountain West. I actually think that would potentially be detrimental because that would have mean that there's going to take so much mm-hmm. cannibalization at the top that instead of, you know, like right now, CSU San Diego State currently projected to be five seeds. We'll get right. into that more right. down the line. If your top seeds all end up being like, you know, 12, 11s and you get you just yep. less favorable yep. matchups. So I, I, I'd rather be a a four-bid league, a five-bid league with some, you know, quality bids. But it's going to be tough for everyone. Everyone's going to have to make these same trips. And, I mean, frankly, the the metrics kind of back up what the eye test has shown us with with the Mountain West, which is that it's brutal. And I think it has some of the most underrated home court atmospheres in the entire country. Like, people don't... Yes, you focus on the pit. Yes, you know, people think about San Diego State, but... I don't think people realize how tough it is to go to a place like Boise and win. They have the country's longest winning streak at home, 22 straight games. Go to Utah State where they sell it out on a Tuesday night and the students aren't even back. You know, It's just great fan bases, really high-coached team or really high-quality basketball by well-coached teams. And it's going to be fun, but it's going to be tough. So it's not for the faint of heart. Well, and anytime you have this type of parity, a league that's this loaded, this much quality at the top, home core, home field, those kind of factors become as important as any. So that's where, you know, you'll you'll take some some losses on the road. When you're back at Moby, you really got to bring the thunder, man. You got to, yeah. I mean, you got to take advantage in these home games. We've got a, a comment here from Ryan. The second half of the UNM game, the Rams passed themselves into a lot of easy buckets. They stopped doing that, it seems to me. I, I agree to an extent. Kind of, You're kind of commenting on what we're saying here just with some of the hesitancy and, and just the offense as a, a whole. It's not yeah. functioning as well. But also some of that comes down to not knocking down the open jump shots you were hitting in that win, not you know making the, the contested layups down low. When you're missing those, all of a sudden everything tightens yeah. up, and this, yeah. you know the half court it becomes tougher, and that's again what's where you got to get in transition and get the easy buckets when you can. It's when you got to capitalize and hit the open shots. It just opens everything up, and right now the Rams aren't doing a lot of these little things well, and it's all just kind of compounding together. None of yeah. it is major. None of it is like, oh man, we need to worry because this team is is going to be a problem, or this team's going to have all these deep problems down the line. They just got to clean it up and get back to executing like we know they're capable of. Well, and against UNM, Cartier and Stevens had things rolling. So you had to pay attention to those guys. Those guys are such competent. You know, it's why I say offensive hubs, not just offensive scores, you know, because they facilitate. They're They're going to make the right play. Right. right. They're going to make the right play. They were cooking one-on-one, and then everything was just humming off of that. You need those performances, and it's, it's what you were saying about Zay earlier as well, you know? That's another guy like at times and, you know, he's somewhat dependent on make, you know, they got to get him the the touches, whether it be at the top of the key or down low in the post. Patrick Cartier, eight points, four of seven from the floor, just continues to be so efficient. I don't think he's had a game below 55% from the floor since he came back from injury. Uh, this was the first game in a long time where he didn't score in double digit figures. He's another guy where it's like, they're so smart. They're so unselfish. When the jump shots aren't falling, I'm like, create yeah. something for yourself, Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Go down low. They really are. You're so two. crafty. Like, mm-hmm. let's get it up to, you know, maybe 10 field goal attempts a game. You don't want it totally, to be man. reckless and all of a totally. sudden you lose the flow. And 
what makes this offense so dangerous in the first place is that everybody is firing. And there's a lot of guys that, you know, Joel Scott's been cold. You need Josiah to hit threes better than he has. Jalen Lake, you know, missed yeah. some open threes in yeah. this one. You need those wings to be more of a factor mm-hmm. offensively. Joe Palmer's not hitting the shots off the bench that he was he early on. He He's still not. making the, the hustle plays, you know. He's yes. going to yes. pull down rebounds, dive for loose balls, love what he brings. But like you I said, it all just kind of compounds. Shots. Like, it's mm-hmm. all these little things that mm-hmm. are adding up and it makes it seem like, oh, they man. Right team, there on the yeah. road in both those and games. they still could have won either of them. That's right. I just want to say about Zay, um, anything you could say, oh, he could have done a little more, tried to take over. I still, in re-watching highlights of that game, prepping for the show today, I came away thinking like, boy, they don't have Isaiah. <laughs> Those might be 20-point 20, 20 blowouts. Like, he's just so good at taking over games, finding a shot, being like, okay, this third possession's mine. We're just going to get a a quick two or like going to make a tough shot at the rim or I'm going to back a guy down and, you know, take a, um, you know, step back like 20 footer. Like he's just, and he makes it look so easy. He makes it look so effortless. He makes such challenging shots look like they're routine. And yeah. And he's never rushed. No, you can't, you cannot make him speed up. Like he's going to play at his own pace when he wants to push it. He's going to push it. Uh, we got a question here from Eric. I think CSU can compete for a Mountain West championship, he says. What do you think? I mean, yeah, the, our last week we came on here and said the mentality is championship or bust. So that doesn't change anything because you've lost two tough road games. Now, obviously, the path to that trophy has become tougher. You have less wiggle room. Uh, you, you can't get swept. You know, the home games against Boise and Utah State are going to be key. Obviously, the, the games against San Diego State are big. And you're going to have to try and, you know, steal a, a game or two on the road, whether that be at the pit or in Reno. Um, you're going to have to steal one of them on the road from one of these top five or six teams. Uh, and you can't have any bad losses, you know, and it's going to be tough because we see a team like UNLV on paper. They have as much talent as anybody in the league and they oh, just yeah. beat New Mexico by 10. They yeah. handled Creighton easily like there's in San Jose State nearly beat San Diego State the other night. Like, there's going to be a lot of teams that yeah. can push you to the brink, and we're going to see. Like, like I said, you just don't have much wiggle room. Yeah, last week you were doing the math on how many losses you can afford against the top four, and I was saying, I, I think that checks out. What concerns me is that next tier down, you really need to make sure you the Wyoming, the San Jose's, the yeah. UNLV's don't catch you on an off night, and then you know. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. you've got that extra L because you didn't go perfect against that tier of opponents, and that's in and you know addition to being or having to you know take care of business against a really great San Diego State team yeah. and yeah. second time around with all these other top teams. So it's it's a gauntlet. Uh, it's going to be crazy, but I have not lost faith in this team because they lost two true road games against yeah. you know sellout crowds where they storm the court like that shows what CSU is as a program. The fact that in back-to-back games, a win over them means so much. They storm the court. These aren't our rivals. This isn't CU. This isn't Wyoming. I mean, I, I it was a, a bit of a, you know, cool cup of water in the face when we're riding high and feeling good at 13-1, and one, sure. But we knew how good this league was. We knew it was going to be a challenge. And we said from the start, the league champion was going to have multiple conference losses. So even if that's CSU, that means they're going to lose some league games along the way. It's just part of the process. 100%. And honestly, I think you'd rather get these tough lessons imparted early on. 
Yeah. You know? Like, I'd rather have that be now than yeah. late February where they have another stretch. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. No you doubt. need that. That's a big part of teams. 100%. Uh, Can we hit that after? Yeah, let's go to a break real quick. Then we're going to get this question, question. from Ryan, that, yeah. and I don't want to pass over it. RG, the other RG. Yeah, shout out RG. It's a great, great little nickname. Uh, we have an RG <laughs> as well. such an old guy sometimes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I tried. Shout out RG. That's a great nickname. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> shout out Circle K. Um, their app's easy to download you can use the QR code um, sign up for rewards your first five Phillips you get 25 cents off per gallon Uh, that's huge guys download the app it's so easy it's it's just they convenient, man. They have such man. great deals. They've I got deals that. on snacks and Polar Pops. and They have such great deals. Drinks, you know, if you're, you know, nicotine inclined, they might have some deals for you on that end. <laughs> um, I couldn't believe it. My mother-in-law visiting, love her. Shout out, Nan. Thought she would have filled up the third car on empty. She did not. Wow. So we got back from vacation. Miles range Zero. Zero. Thank God. Circle K had the app, (laughs) still had one of my five fill-ups. 14 gallons. I've never seen a car that thirsty, but Circle K downloading the (laughs) app all worked out. So, I mean, you got to get in on this, man. Shout out Circle K. We love them. Go check them out. Sign up with the QR code on screen or visit www.circle. It's not on there yet. My bad. CircleK.com slash inner circle for more information. Come on. It's the the it's a mainstream app. You're gonna find it. Trust it's, me. It's do you have Google? Put in Circle K. <laughs> That's uh, right. Boom. Boom. That's that's the Even yeah, people yeah. like me can't mess it up. Um also shout out to High Plain Strains. They are the premier dispensary in northeastern Colorado. I had to make sure they are on the screen. I didn't want to have any more slip-ups. Check out. Check them out for all your needs, including infused edibles, high-potency concentrates, some of the best flour in the state. They've got three locations in northeastern Colorado, Log Lane Village, Garden City, and Sedgwick. If you're in northeastern Colorado, they are the dispensary for you. Save time by ordering online at highplainstrains.com. You can pick up conveniently because all of their locations have drive throughs It's going to be freezing this weekend. Go get everything you need to you know, stay nice and, and toasty right. inside. That's watch some play, sports. Man. Watch yes. some movies. Take advantage of their deals, including a full ounce for 80 bucks. This is the weekend to it's do the that. We- yeah, go get yourself, you know, whatever you're into. They've got everything. Veritas 8th. They've got uh, cartridges for 15, exquisite extracts, 4 yep. for 40. Pick your poison. Remember to use code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores to take advantage of these high plane strains deals. Shout out to the homies. So much love. Again, shout out to everybody in the comment section up and rocking with us. Let's go, baby. I really appreciate you. Uh, shout out to Ryan Gilbert. I'm sorry I'm an old man. <laughs> Does a second weekend appearance in the NCAA tournament make up for missing out on a conference championship? He asks. To me, yes. I care way more about an NCAA tournament run than I do about winning the league. I, I want to win the league because I think... So you want all. I mean, I want as it all. sports fans, we're addicts. Yeah. Like. I want another Nuggets champ. We're never satisfied. There's never I want a three P. I want that's right. Jokic to be in that like Michael Jordan while he won four rings in a row. So 100%. I don't know. You want to win the regular season conference. You want to win the conference tourney. And you want to go as deep as you can in the net. In and the all of it matters tournament. for your seating. So like, you know, like 
they won't have to win the conference tournament this year to get into the field, assuming they don't have like a collapse here down the stretch, mm -hmm. which knock on wood, all yeah, yeah, your superstitions, yeah, 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 yeah. all that. But <laughs> got to, got to. We're not messing with that. Yeah. But yeah, San Diego State, they win the, the Mountain West tournament every year because they're, you know, the face of the league. And it's like, that's how you establish respect is by getting these, you know, small feats along the way. Yeah. Ultimately, the, the tournament run, if you like go to the Elite Eight, but you don't win the Mountain West, am I going to be like, well, that sucks because, you know, what a failed season. No, but we want it all. So, Sophie's Choice, though, round two appearance in the tourney, winning the Mountain West tournament. I think I agree. It's been a decade, man. And they've never won the Mountain West regular season title. So it would be really cool. And it's, it's a nice little feather in your cap. But we remember the NCAA tournament. That is what defines the college basketball season. Fair or not, there's the people like me that breathe it in week in and week out. And it's a lot of fun. And you can make a lot of money mm, betting on college basketball. More mainstream appeal. But, like... You know, if if you want to be like the team that's remembered, you got to do what San Diego State did last year. Nobody is on a national level outside of the college basketball enthusiasts like myself really care that San Diego State wins the Mountain West every year. They cared that they made the national championship game. Yeah. So I, yeah. you know, as a Sweet Sixteen, I think it just holds a little bit more weight, and people remember that more than you know the regular season title. Boise won the league back to back uh, times in the, you know the last three years. Nobody cares. Nope, I actually I, could outside hard, of their face. I could hardly remember. And people honestly. like me. Yeah, no, it's true. That's so yeah, true. I'm more of a tournament guy, but we want to win the league because one, they've never done it, and you know, you want that for Isaiah Stevens for Medved. You, you want him to get all the accolades possible: Mountain West champion, you know, Mountain West yeah, first man. team All Conference, yeah. Player of the Year, an All American, a tournament run. Like he deserves it all, and that that's even like more. Your even more so for CSU with a guy like that. Yeah, like I just want him individually to get rewarded. And there's so many guys on this team that feel that way. Like Patrick Cartier, Joel Scott making the leap from D2. Oh yeah. You know Joe Palmer coming up from D3. Neat Clifford, you know, basically reviving yeah. his career yeah. after you know leaving Absolutely. CU. So this team has a lot of special guys. They're talented, but for them, I want to see them, you know, accomplish it. Um, Let's put a bow just on this first thing because we're going to kind of get into the, the league as a whole. Yeah. One thing I just want to bring up um, as far as an area I'd like to see this team improve or kind of get back to what they're capable of. The bench is averaging 9.6 points per game uh, in league play right now. Uh, a lot of that is just not hitting the open shots that they were early on. Mm -hmm. They scored 47 against Adam State in the non-conference finale, obviously. <laughs> you know, a different circumstance. Yeah. But, like... You know, can we make, you don't need to get 47 a game, but can we get that more like 15 to 20 again? Yeah. I want to see like, what was, what did the bench produce against Creighton, for example? Yeah. I mean, over 30. That's and the they thing. scored 60. You're going to get 40 at game minimum on, I mean, on most nights from, you know, Patrick Cartier, Isaiah Stevens, yeah. Neat Clifford, probably closer to 50. And 26 against the Buffs. So, you know, I mean, and that's where Jalen Lake was coming off the bench. He's he a big 16. 16. So, so that goes into Michael's comment about strong in the starting lineup. I'm with you. We got um comment here from Michael. It seemed like the rotation was much better with strong in the starting lineup and late coming off the bench. Do you think they return to that? 
We'll just have to see. I mean, the injury situation late came back from uh, his injury sooner, so it kind of made sense to put him back in the starting lineup. I think it's kind of semantics. I don't know. Maybe there are guys that are just kind of better in that six-man role. Um, maybe that's him. Maybe he Did can just be the spark Did make for a better backcourt combo, though? Similar thing is, is it is. I feel yeah, you. it's changed um, just because they got Tavy Jackson back from injury oh, now. Oh, so like, oh, it's oh. not really the the same rotation they had early on, um, and that's going to be the big challenge for Medved and the staff is figuring yeah. it out because you're not going to go ten deep in the NCAA tournament right. unless you're like blowing somebody out. You got to figure out like who are the eight guys that most consistently you know, can get it done. And I, I think, right. you know, there's going to be key moments for a lot of these guys, for Tavy Jackson and Kyan Evans, true freshman. And yeah. we saw, you know, Bemba's another guy that needs to get back on track. He's had kind of a, a rough couple, a rough couple of games here. That's a bit of a tongue twister. Yeah, a bit more of a, a vets game, right? A little more of the dark arts down low and Bemba's kind of going through some growing pains a smidge. And look, you can tweak the rotations all you want. I think what we talked about in the first segment is the guys not named Isaiah Stevens in that backcourt need to need to just hit more shots. Fill your roles. That they have. We know they have those shots in their bag. They weren't dropping in Logan and Boise. They need to drop the rest of January. I'm going right December. there with you. Holy shit, that was. <laughs> uh, Jacob, totally off topic, but Justin, as an Alabama fan, who are you hoping replaces Saban? Uh, I think Dan Lanning would be my choice. I like Lane Kiffin's a lot of fun, but I, I think Lanning's got it going on uh, right now as a program builder. I think he's got the, I think he's got the right mentality to take over for a legend like Saban, which is a tough spot to be in. I mean, we think back to Steve Fairchild trying to, you know, follow up Sonny Lubick. That's not a fun spot to be in. Very You'd tough. almost rather be the guy that follows the guy. Uh, that replaces the legend, and then you get to kind of like come in and salvage it and bring it back to the glory mm -hmm. days. Uh, but yeah, Dan Lanning would be who I'm rooting for as a as an Alabama supporter. Shout out Nick Saban. Um, shout out Bill Belichick. You know, I'm not a Patriots guy, obviously, but Pete Carroll. Shout out Pete Carroll too. Even though they beat it, like these are a lot of bad memories as a Broncos guy. Um, but less so Belichick, more so Carroll. Crazy enough. Very true. Yeah. Very Austin true. on the better end of also of shout out Tom Thanell returning back to Bear Creek head coach of my Bear Creek Bears he was the Colorado Mesa OC legendary coach was there for 20 years the program died when he left for Mullen back in the day I know nobody else cares in this pod but Great I want to get it out yeah yeah cares local. as well I love this. Uh, we love some local high school football that's right let's talk about the the League as a whole. We'll get into the power rankings at the very end. Um, but I wanted to talk about this one to point out the sky is not falling. That was the topic of the podcast yesterday. If you missed it, go check it out in your feed. Also, I guess now's a good time to announce uh, I'm going to have Nico Medved on the Rams podcast tomorrow, 10 15 a.m. I'll be live go. here in studio. Let's check go. that out. Uh, we'll talk about yeah, a lot of the stuff in, we're talking man. about these last couple of days, I'm sure. Well, the hottest coaches in the entire country. Very exciting, man. You got to ask them some of uh, some of the like you. What I want you to ask them. My only request. Okay. Should Isaiah and guys like Cartier? Would he like to see them be a smidge more aggressive? Okay, I think it's a good question. I have kind of tried to do it before in press conference settings. Uh -huh. Coaches are great at deflecting in press yep. conference yep. settings. Um, 
I think I might be able to pull it out of him. But it's like, one of those where it's is like... Is there a line where you're almost too unselfish? Or isn't there a line for an ego? I'd love to know. I th- I'm, I w- I'm really interested to hear his perspective. I would guess that he'll say something along the lines of, I trust Isaiah at all times. <laughs> of course. Of because course. you should. I mean, it's, it's I mean, if you're Michael you? Malone, like yeah. if Jokic has one of those nights, you're not going to come out and rip him. But yeah. if you deep down got him, you know, his heart of hearts, I think there are times where Malone would be like, yeah, I want Jokic to fucking take over. He's the best player in the world. I would like it if when, no you know, Mike and AG are struggling, if he could just drop 30 on your head. But damn straight, you know, when you're that great, you know, you, you get the benefit of the doubt. Um, bracket matrix has CSU as the most commonly picked um, automatic qualifier, which would mean we won the Mountain West tournament, which is interesting. Uh, they have CSU as a five seed, San Diego State as a five seed, Nevada and Utah State both as seven seeds, and a UNM currently being projected in 25 of the 56 brackets that they have. Uh, available in their database, bracketmatrix.com. Great way to kind of keep up with everything that's happening across the country. Uh, what stands out the, the most to you about that? You know, four bid Mountain West, all seated eight seater higher or seven seater higher, I guess, technically right now, New Mexico and, and Boise on the outside looking in. Yeah. And uh, you've played two of those teams already, New Mexico and Utah State, and you've got San Diego State to close out the month. And Nevada on the road in what couple weeks? So I mean, it's, this is the easier the, stretch of your schedule with Air Force coming in, and then a very frisky UNLV team. Yeah. So like, that's the yeah. league this year, though. That's the point we're trying to drill home, like, top to bottom, man. It's Top gonna to be absolutely murderer's row this entire season. You've got a stretch that comes up in February where they got to go to in ten days, San Diego State and New Mexico. They've got the. Second game against Utah State, I think, is in there as well. The yeah. border war. I mean, it's not going to lighten up at any point. And that's another thing I'm going to, you know, kind of have to talk to Nico about is just how do you balance it? Especially, you know, like the highs and lows. Like, you know, you're a great team, but you also know that it's going to be a brutal, like, how do you bounce back after feeling so good being 13 and one with a chance to go into the top 10 to, you know, now kind of having to, Pick yourself back up. You know, we've got uh, somebody in the comment section saying maybe it's it's better that, uh, you know, the Rams, they won't be like the hunted now. They won't be the target that you get the target off your back for a little bit. I don't know. Maybe there is some of that like human nature, yeah. like gotta have that back to back games. You've got court storm because of what you met. Now, it's not like people are going to all of a sudden be like, oh, the Rams don't matter. You know, that we're mm-hmm. just take them lightly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe it puts a little bit more of that pressure and that spotlight on on San Diego State and Utah State, at least for like a week. Totally, man. And I mean, that's the difference with some of those programs is San Diego State. They're used to being the hunted. And we and that's the other thing, though. Like, I want it like maybe maybe they kind of benefit from having a game off. But I don't want it to be a situation where like I'm sitting on here being like, oh, I, I don't like the attention that the Rams are getting. I want the smoke oh, because no, I believe in what this team is possible or is, you know, capable of. 100%. They were ranked seven straight weeks for a reason. They probably are going to fall out of the top 25 now. We'll see, though. I could see them maybe hanging on at like 25 with all the, the losses that have happened in the, the top 25 this week. But it's going to be interesting. All I know is, you know, th- these next couple of weeks are huge. And like we said, they just don't have much wiggle room. Biggest thing that stands out to me on the bracket bracket matrix projections is either the top of the league just dominates the bottom of the league or there's 
there's no way you have four top seven seeds. Like they're just they're just gonna beat each other up enough. And this was, I mean, I've, I'm literally making the point you made no, 20 yeah. minutes ago on this same show. I, I realize that. Uh, so I, I don't know. Is there enough wiggle room to do that, you know? And For what, this to does, happen. Does that mean four 20, 20 win teams? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's going to happen. 25? I don't know about 25. There'll be four. There'll be probably five or six 20 win teams in this league. Where's my number, Justin? 24 and a half? 23 and a half? 23 and a half. Okay. Yeah. Four, 23 and a half. Because the conference tournament counts towards it, too. You got to remember. Come. Yeah, I, I actually forget. So, the, you know, that's, that's a possibility of two to three more wins yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on your schedule. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, basically, to me, if you had two five seeds and two seven seeds, that would be a lot like the, the selection committee views the Mountain West essentially as a power conference. That means like, yeah, they mm -hmm. lost, but the losses right. don't hurt you. It's like a right. big 10 situation. Right. And it's, you know, and that's cool because that's what this league should mm -hmm. be. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, whether they lives up I, to it, we'll see. But yeah, I'm sure people think you are a homer and oh, whatever, but like, Oh, everything we've said about the Mount West is very metric based, like the records, the the metrics, the uh, common well, they, opponents. They gotta perform they in all the tournament speak for too, themselves. which we've talked about that a million times. So we don't have to beat a dead horse. Uh, but San Diego State finally going to the you know national championship that validated the league and I know constantly going over three, over four for like a decade straight, which is basically what happened. It's such a silly cat and mouse thing we do, though, right? It's, like, well, because it's it, like what we were doing with the Big Ten two, three years ago, where like the Big Ten was so clearly the best conference in the country. But then the tourney, there were some upsets. Where, oh, Big Ten's overrated, blah, blah, blah. Or we do that, you know, we do it in bowl season where it's like, oh, Alabama's actually like, or, you know, the anti SEC crowd love yeah. pointing out the SEC bowl it's losses. Like, you know, um, no, I'm with you, especially because the erraticness of the format, like, so much of it is dependent on, did you get a good draw? Did you face a team that was... I mean, I was in the building for the uh, St. Yeah, Peter's the run. So, right, like, right. crazy things can happen in the NCAA yeah, tournament. Yeah, I mean, those matchups are just as valuable for you to assess the strength of the league as the game against Creighton, as St. Mary's, as these matchups against Pac-12 teams, you know, like... We probably put too much weight into the NCAA tournament if we're being realistic. Course, but, I mean, that's at the same time, like... You play to win the game. Hello? Yeah, yeah. Damn straight. Um, and I mean, it's what you get with the single elimination tournament. It's the beauty of it. and Beauty and the curse of yeah, it. Totally. Uh, Dan Lanning apparently announced he's staying at Oregon, according to the comment section. Sure, we'll sure. see. I've heard that before. $25 million um, buyout, too. Money talks. Money to, well, Bama can have, they haven't paid a buyout in 15 years. They're fine. Sure, sure. Um, you don't want to get in a bidding war with no, Phil with Knight. Phil Knight. Then, no. <laughs> yeah. A uh, couple other metrics we'll throw out, and then we'll give out the Mountain West Power Rankings. San Diego State, 22 in Ken Palm. CSU, 28th. They have uh, Nevada, 33. Utah State, 37. UNM, 45. Boise State, 59. UNLV, 87. So knocking on the door there. Net rankings, which are big for uh, NCAA Tournament Selection Committee. Utah State, currently the highest at 18. Way off there. Sandy, uh, the net, you do benefit from... Blowing teams out. So the the win over Air Force was big for Utah State there. This situation for CSU where 
you murder Air Force, you can juice the metrics a little bit. It's a somewhat flawed process, but it also gives you kind of a, a better idea of some things that the eyes can't see. Uh, San Diego State 21, CSU 24, Nevada 29, New Mexico 40, Boise State 58, UNLV 98 in net. Great to see that many teams in the top 90 of these big-time metrics. Speaks volumes, man. Speaks volumes. I'm excited. Uh, I'm also excited to have an ice-cold Breck brew when I get home. Let's go. Maybe not this morning, but later on this afternoon. Um, I was bananaless. I almost thought, like, man, I might just have to come on the Rams show and do, like, an old tailgate and start drinking, like, at 9 a.m. I wouldn't Without judge. bananas, you know, I'm I'm in a tough spot. So yeah. I've been in that situation. I woke up and I was, you know, I was going to work out. I was going to be healthy. And I realized, you know, I didn't have any fruit. So, you know, I got stoned and went to McDonald's instead. But <laughs> I um, <laughs> Why not? No fruit can really turn your whole day just, around. can turn... Nothing like a Breck brew, though. That's the thing. A Breck brew can solve anything. It's if true. I would have had an ice-cold Breck brew, I would have realized this was a better way to spend my day. I can still be productive. So you know, I, I can still, you know, grill up some some food and, and just not be a zombie. But shout very out to Breck Brew. They've been with us since the very beginning. I personally love Breck Brew so much. I'm wearing a Breckenridge sweatshirt right now. You can't see it, but there's a little logo right there. Um, I was wondering what they have is. sick gear. They have sick beer and it's a great spot to hang out. Check out some of my favorites, including the Avalanche Amber Ale. You want a little taste of summer in the winter. You can't go wrong with Mountain Beach Sour. I love Breck Brew. You love Breck Brew. We all love Breck Brew. Check out that Breck Brew locator at breckbrew.com. Find a brew near you. When you get hurt, who do you call, Dre? Bacchus and Shanker, baby. Like uh, the Dwayne Wade and LeBron James of uh, Colorado law firms. They come in, in with town. the arms out and dunking. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> it's because they exactly win for Colorado right. families. They, they will dunk on the competition. Uh, they have been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. Free until they win money in your case. Free while they work on your case. Boom. No fees unless they win money and win money for you. And they've already won over a billion dollars with the B for their clients. You're Boom. right. The LeBron D. Wade comparison spot on these dudes are winners i say stevens david roddy i'll even better for the ram show the stevens roddy two man they are killing it they've got more locations than ever serving all of colorado check out their neighborhood offices in denver aurora inglewood and fort collins they have the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff Bax and shanker help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault car accident motorcycle ride share pedestrians trucks they can even help if you're injured at work call Bax and shanker at 222 Find out if you have a case for free. Backus and Shanker wins. I love doing that phone number because I feel like I'm Kendrick Lamar for a second. The doo -doo -doo -doo. That was the whitest thing I've ever done there on the podcast. I, like that. Um, mm, I think uh, shouting out RG for being a great nickname might have been, uh, might have beat that. Yeah, but that was genuine. <laughs> this was like me thinking well, why I was the, doing that. Was that makes it worse. It genuinely came out of you. It was really delightful. That's fair. <laughs> That's Poor fair. Justin. Um, Let's get into the power rankings here. Let's do it. The league now has teams with losing records. Yes, so we did it. We, we did it. Um, took all the way to the new year, though, which is pretty dang impressive. Not bad. We'll start at the bottom. We'll work our way up. Uh, we got a guy in the comment oh, section God. here, Alan. I missed the beginning. I imagine they talked about Utah State. We talked about a lot of things, buddy. Utah State, Boise State. I think we will talk about Utah State in every single segment. Yeah. Segment one, the Utah State Rams game. Segment two... 
where Utah State ranks in all the metrics. Segment three in our Mountain West power rankings. So, Alan, stay tuned. And then when we're done, I want you to rewind and go back so you can get more Utah State talk. Okay, my friend? Flip it in reverse. It. That's right. Um, Air Force oh, at man. 11. <laughs> they are 7-7 seven and seven right now. Um, not one of the teams with the losing records, so maybe so controversial. True. So true. But the eye test matters. Uh, they hadn't put anybody of substance that they've played. They've gotten boat raced. And uh, it's just not an athletic bunch. Uh, all, all respect wow. to the troops. All respect to the troops. But, but uh, Air Force, bunch. they don't ball. Yeah. Um, was there ever a consideration of bumping Air Force up just one spot because they are the Rams' next opponent and you didn't want this ranking to come back to haunt you? A weaker man would do that? Yeah, he would. He would. But uh, this, that is, is, not this you. is genuine. That is not and if we you, lose to the right. worst team in the power rankings, that's some medicine we're just all going to have to take. That's um, right. It'll make for great you know, segments those... on the next pod. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> let's hope not. Come Passionate. Um, yeah, 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 no doubt. No doubt. We've got Wyoming coming in at ten uh, again. You gotta be. You I gotta be weary. Little, you warned us. I thought you were maybe underrating them earlier in the season. It's really bearing out at this point. Not that great of a squad. I mean, it's it's it was they had to rebuild the whole roster. It's a yeah, really it's tough, tough spot, but tough yeah, spot. they just don't have the depth. Um, Got a great comment from my guy, Swole Cracker, Steve Ivey, who also hosts a great CSU podcast. Go check that out. Comes out once a week. Uh, nobody knows hoops like my guy, Steve. We've had him on the pod many times. CSU has a walk-on that could start for Air Force. There you go. Uh, mm. Fresno State coming in at number nine. They're a little bit more frisky yep. than the other two. Yes. Um, in the post, they've got a little bit of size. I think defensively, they can they can muck it up a little bit. Yep. Um, it's just a tough spot, man. These bottom four teams, yep. um, sort of bottom three especially, but the the bottom four, it's I don't know. I don't I don't like them. They've um, been boat raced by San Diego State and Nevada to start the conference schedule. The one time they played a good opponent in non conference in BYU, same thing. Fresno, I think you were generous saying they're frisky. We we've entered the frisky zone, but it's 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 a generous label. Certainly friskier I could, than I'd our maybe last put why in hindsight, maybe put Wyoming above them just yeah. because Laramie's a better home court advantage. Linder's right. a better coach. Um, yeah, Wyoming scares me more on the upset, at least for the Rams than Fresno does. Yeah, but the, you know, there's the power rankings shouldn't yeah, consider. I, yeah. I guess I, I would flip that, I guess, in hindsight, okay. but it's not a big okay, deal. Okay, I love that. Uh, we have a, a revote. We have San Jose State. Seven and nine. Officially frisky. Yeah, man. I mean, they they took San Diego State to the brink. They had a shot yeah. to tie and it got blocked late. Yeah. Um, Cardenas, I, I love their guard. He's tough. They can hit some shots. So yeah. San Jose State is gonna be one of the the top four teams at some point this year, I think. I really do. And you know, you're gonna get people that don't follow this league and be like, oh, what the hell? I'm telling you, they're a tough team. They're also going to get blown out a couple of times and yeah. people are going to throw it back in my face. But that's just like what that group is going to be. If you get them on a hot night, they're going to be tough. Um, Tim Miles is a great coach. They have a veteran presence. They're just... The thing about all three of these teams at the bottom here is they have no depth. Um, or all four, I guess I should all say. Matt's yeah, tough. San Jose State um, at eight. They, Wyoming did beat them. Yeah. So, I mean, you could argue for the head-to-head Wyoming should be above. Again, Wyoming should, probably should have been above Fresno. But, higher. you know, 
it's sometimes sometimes I get new data thrown back at me in the comment <laughs> section, That's and great. I consider it. That. Yes. Uh, UNLV, they are seventh at eight and six. I think the fact that they're seventh tells you everything you need to know about this league. Because again, on paper, the so talent that they have, the, yep. the, they have some guys that can really put it in, uh, put it in the hoop. But they're just so inconsistent that they're really hard to get a, a yep. read on. Yep. Um, That's their thing. Yeah, but I feel like seven's fair. They can beat the best. They can lose to the worst. Uh, net rating and Kempom, they're actually featured in the top 100. And yeah, if they're seventh in your league, pretty damn good league. It's a pretty good league. At six, we've got New Mexico trending the wrong direction, 13 and three. <laughs> After losing to CSU, they lose to UNLV, much like the Rams, though, where it's, I mean, going to Moby and, and you know, going to Vegas and two of your first three conference games, that's not yeah. an easy spot. Then yeah. took care of business by 17 in the pit. So we'll see, man. It's going to be a lot of fluctuation. Yeah, know, home court matters with them as much as just about any team, probably. Oh, that game in the pit for CSU is going to be wild. Yeah. 15,000 fans. I mean, all out war. It's a great basketball school. Uh, Nevada, or wait, yeah. Nope, no, sorry. No, Boise State at number five, uh, coming in at 11-4, trending the opposite way. They're now kind of starting to show a little bit. We'll see. Because honestly, they didn't play very good against San Jose State before they beat CSU. But huge win. I believe the third highest ranked win in program history for them. Feels mm -hmm. weird to say that at CSU's expense. That's crazy. Uh, but, you know, they've got talent. And they're a team that hadn't really performed to their potential early on. But they also did a good job of avoiding the catastrophic loss. And they're yeah. right there in the mix. And they've got that St. Mary's scalp in the non-conference. And your 11-4, really tough home court team. They're in other G5 leagues. They're they're probably looking at, like, they weren't in some of the metrics we were talking about. I, I know, which was really surprising to me. Um, they're I probably, looked at it four different times because yeah. I was like, Boise has to be on here somewhere, and I'm just missing it. Uh, but they just don't have enough quality wins yet. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The net actually really likes them. Um, we'll but shaky in the non I, I think it's more of an eye test thing with Boise than anything. Um, they are not fun to play. No, they're tough. Um, they kind of lack a, a true point guard that like CSU, yeah. New Mexico, Nevada, all these other teams, San Diego State, I think they have a better point guard play. But in a different world, some of their transfers could have been in Fort Collins. Roddy Anderson, Cam Martin, those were guys CSU went after hard. Worked out for the, the best for the Rams, and it worked out fine for them, too. That's not to say that Roddy Anderson can't play. Talented player. He's just not a guy that facilitates and elevates the whole floor. Totally. Uh, Nevada for 15-1. and one. No. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lucas and Blackshear is a great uh, guard duo. Um, those guys can really score a lot. I've been impressed, especially defensively, with uh, Blackshear. So we'll see kind of what happens here. But Nevada's kind of the team that I I want to believe that they're like in this upper echelon. I still need to see them beat a couple of more quality opponents, though. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. A little bit flying high on reputation right now. Can maybe make the argument they should be three where I have CSU at 13 and three, but CSU you still could. has some of the most quality wins in the league. And I, I think mm -hmm. that has to count for something. It does, man. And they're down from one. We'd had them at one and every other uh, poll this year. So we've got some some work to do to, to climb back up the mountain. That's true. I will wrap up here. Utah State 15 and one, San Diego State 14 and two. Yeah, both ranked inside the top 20 now. 
would you have had this top two the same? Would you have Utah State one? Would... No, I think this is accurate. Um, I think San Diego State's been able to pick it up, and they're they're hot. I think Utah State's as hot as they'll be probably all year. It's a rank, it's a power ranking, so it's very much in the moment, right? Like, where's the stock currently? So I think that's right. Um, I I think you know. Two, three, you could make an argument for CSU above Utah State and vice versa. And I think uh, three, four, you could you could make an argument for Nevada. You could make an argument for CSU just with some recency bias and where are they ranking currently. I have no qualms with your top four, though. Boise's the tough one. I could have argued even Boise at four ahead of Nevada. I considered it, too. <clears throat> just with, like, stock watch. You yeah. Know, where's the stock currently? I really do like Nevada's backcourt. Um, and I think Alfred's a good coach. I know. So we'll That's see. That's fucking scary, man. That's this league, dude. Going like to Reno is going to be rough. Um, there's no, well, I shouldn't say there's no easy games. I mean, there's, you know, Air Force is not good. You got to be able to get through them. I'm doubling down. Yeah, if we if we cannot beat Air Force, then, you know, all of these conversations oh, are right. for not anyways. Especially and, on Moby, man. Yeah, at home. That would be This is a team you've got to take care of business yeah. against. You have no more doubt. talent than them. You're better coach. No I, I hope it's that. a sellout atmosphere. I know it's not the most exciting game. I know that there's potentially some crazy weather coming in, so that could be a factor too, unfortunately. But it's like crazy cold. As far as I know, I saw, like, now I'm starting to see some like potential snow. Keep we'll your see. ass indoors. You'll be toasty. I'll wear an extra layer. It'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. We all got some some nice comfy wear at Christmas. Just rock it out. Throw on the beanie. Throw on the Rams beanie. Put on that CSU hoodie. Shout out to my guy Swole in the comment section. Shout out to everybody that locked in with us for this hour that uh, tunes into the show daily. We will have Nico Medved on the show tomorrow, 10, 15 a.m. I'm going live at 10 a.m. though. So be here at 10. Let's go. I will kind of set the scene. We're talking more hoops. Maybe I'll give some more thoughts on Saban and Sonny and just kind of those two guys and what they mean to me and how much I love college football. But we've got a lot going on right now. So shout out to all you. Shout out to Yaya behind the sticks. Much love to Dre for being here with us this morning. Always proud to be. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water together, make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be. I got blood on my shirt, like I wear my heart on my sleeve. She said I look good in red, but that went straight to my head. So now she's rocking my teeth, tucked into new prodigies. And we ain't spoke in a month, but I just saw her last week. The lipstick stain still on my cheek, like we ain't talk enough. And we always seem to laugh, but never nod at us. So the future's looking grim, it's kinda ominous. And this song ain't about love, that'd be too obvious. See, this is more about lust and all of my misconceptions. And this is more about me and all of my self-deception. I'll tell myself a lie 100 times, don't need corrections. But every night I pray to God, I hope I learn my lesson. And the peaches out from Palisade. And they sweet as mama's marmalade. And this should sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. And my mama slapped that bass, and my sister sang these songs. Dancing hand in hand, we were tripping to left feet. Like a middle school slow dance, no one knew how to leave. But I'm still thankful for these days.